Grayson, what's going on? Roads Untraveled Podcast, episode 99, Wayne Gretzky episode. Wow. I like to call it. <laughs> I'm excited. I am really excited. Um, usually we have like one Roads Untraveled event in terms of like everybody who's helped out on the show, everyone who supported us in terms of our close friends and stuff like that. We get them all together, you know, buy some food, buy some candy and, um, <laughs> and you know, just hang out and kind of do a podcast. And that's usually kind of our um, once a year little celebration and that I always look forward to. Christmas, yeah. Yeah, but I guess we're going to have to do a second one now because we have episode 100 just around the corner. Um, we're, we're just gonna start making excuses now because you know it's re- like you know a couple weeks away 150,000 subscribers so if oh, we yeah. were, that's another excuse <laughs> to, to you know throw something one of the things that i find quite interesting that i unexpected to be honest um now that we actually have proper headphones proper microphones and everything set up is doing podcasts like these is almost like a form of speech therapy um, like I'm somebody who slurs my words all the time. I stutter. I, um, just like, you know, I have too much stuff to say, too much important stuff to say and not enough time to say it, so to speak. So when I have headphones on, able to listen to myself speak, you know, it's, it, it's actually quite interesting how you and, um, how the podcast, uh, changes the way you articulate yourself. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It, it, helps you i mean if you allow it to it'll help you weed out bad habits and i found that with video although it's like it's i mean it's really hard like i just said like there like five times see see what i mean like but how many ums i've cut out ums pretty much but yeah (laughs) i find like in a video you are afraid of silence I make yeah. just, just just run run with me with this idea here because I just no, kind of I, came I to think me. I see where you're going with this. I find when you're behind the camera, you are afraid. I mean, as a human being, you're afraid of silence. And this is based on working with people um, who like basically will interview or something like that. The moment there's nothing, there's no noise, no communication, you start feeling awkward and that you are on the spot. You know, you're in the spotlight. Like it's like you know, you have stage fright almost, right? Now, with a podcast and in in that verbal form of kind of media, I find that those pauses can really add something um, that you may not get in a video. In terms of, it, it allows you to amplify and really push a point through. Right. So, you know, you can say something, pause, let it sink in, and then go on to something else. Whereas a video, you feel like, you know, you can't stop. You just need information, 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 entertainment, entertainment, not going fast enough, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. know, You know, it's a perfect example of that is vlogging or, you know, like the Philip DeFranco show style of YouTube, which has been around for years now, but just the, the consistent talking with the chops, chop, chop, chop everywhere, right? It's just continuous talking, exactly like you're saying, right? It's like, you know, they're filling the space. Oh, I'll deal with it later in post when I'm editing, right? Which works to a certain extent, and it definitely works for our videos too, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but I found, you know, personally, I've found to get or to be a little bit better at that, you know, in the most recent months, I guess. Um, but yeah, anyways, enough of uh, me, uh, meta podcast stuff. Yeah. We were recently not in Canada. We left for like a couple days <laughs> you know we almost made it to mexico we almost have to do like no nah, that's how ha- we made it halfway yeah halfway to mexico uh, more, more than more than more, halfway more than halfway more than halfway yeah because of course everyone knows that we do all of our filming in mexico yeah and it rains a lot here yeah 
and not recently, but no. Well, actually, recently uh, in Vancouver, usually we get like half the year's rain and just crappy weather, like just yep. flat out garbage. Um, but that being said, when we do get nice weather and like, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Now, I haven't done a whole bunch of traveling, but I've done a bit. And the more I leave Vancouver, the more I appreciate it when I get back. <laughs> in terms of like we went down to are we disclosing where we were? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we went down to San Francisco, and I've like I went driving through the states with my parents. I don't know, like when I was a young kid, like you know, probably like grade eight, something like that. Like it was a long, long time ago. Um, and of course, when you're along with your parents, the world is very small because you're restricted into where you can go and the process that it takes in order for you to leave. You can't just walk out and hop on a bus and go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you're on your own, it's I want to go here, so I'm going to go here. And yeah. you know, you you know, it, it's a lot more spread out. So when I saw San Francisco to this guy in my any memory I don't really have any memory of San Francisco, but this is my first like real time in the city and everything like that and it's nuts. Like it's it's like there's so much going on there are it's so spread out it's so big there's so many people it's almost disorientating yeah and coming from i'm sure if you came from new york and went to san francisco you wouldn't really think twice but coming from vancouver downtown vancouver like where all the buildings are you could quite literally and easily walk from one end to the other it may take like an hour maybe Maybe. Maybe. Like you could probably run it in half an hour. Yeah. And like it's not very far at yeah. all. San Francisco and is easily more than double the size of Vancouver in population. Um, if not like I- a I'm lot more. I'm talking about like landmass of downtown oh, sure. Vancouver. Yeah. Because yeah. Vancouver itself, like I, the main San Francisco, like downtown San Francisco, is it called downtown San yeah. Francisco? So yeah. downtown San Francisco compared to downtown Vancouver is... I couldn't even tell you. I would have to look at a map. I would just embarrass myself. Like, what, eight times? Ten times the size? It depends. It really depends what you count as downtown San Francisco. Because technically, where we went to eat that one time and we parked the car, that's not really downtown San Francisco. Like, that would be the equivalent of, you know, a little bit further East Van, kind of where the rental houses are, kind of, like, just... Yeah, but there was no, like, uh, there wasn't any really residents there, though. Like, where we, oh, by the there way. There was a little bit. You're right, though. It was mostly com- commercial. Yeah. Just to do, to do a quick shout out for San Francisco, we had the shawarma. I forget what, uh, what the no, tasty shawarma. I forget the name of oh, it. Oh, the, uh. It, it was fantastic. The guy there was super nice. I had one of the best, best falafels. And falafels, I've never, I, honestly, I always hated falafels because it sounded kind of like vegan pussy jet. But, like, um,. <laughs> That being said, though, I had an, a, oh, the falafel that he made was so bloody good. And he, I, we had a lamb shawarma. And, of course, it's not like in Canada we had different sauces, not ketchup and mustard and stuff like that. I'm talking about like we have what we call a Halifax style, which is sweet right. sauce, garlic sauce, tzatziki, stuff like that. Um, and it's kind of a little bit modified in Cana- um, Canadian standards. But he did it 100% traditional. So I asked him, can you put sweet sauce on the uh, – or the to, what was it? Uh, garlic sauce on, right, on, on right. the lamb. And he said, nope, you're not getting garlic sauce. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's only for the chicken. And I, right. I like that. And yeah. what I really respect about that is – now, to be fair, I mean, I may have liked it a little bit more with garlic sauce, but 
what uh, it makes you respect the food and respect the culture. Very similar to the way that car manufacturers come out with cars. And you say, I want it in red. And they say, go fuck yourself. Like, you know, like it's, you know, it, 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 this is how the car is. If yeah. you want it, take it. If you don't, leave it. It's like we put a lot of time into this. We put a lot, you know, designing. Like, this is the car. Don't go, mod- you know, this isn't something right. that you customize and will, you know, give you all these little options, different colors, do different trims. Like, this is a work of art. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I mean, you have you have something to compare that to in terms of the food. I'd never had a falafel before. <laughs> never had falafel? I don't think so. <laughs> to be fair, I'm trying to think what it actually is. Um, it's, it was it's, it, it's vegetables of some sort. It's basically like fake meat. Well, it's not. No, sorry, it's not fake meat. It's a meat alternative that a lot of vegans and vegetarians will mm-hmm. use. So if you go to any Donair place in Canada, Vancouver, anywhere we've gone, instead of getting lamb, you'd get falafel. So they'd put falafel in instead. Um, what did you think? Oh, it was great. Uh, yeah. Basically, he gave it to us just because it was, uh, Grayson was mentioning where we we're from. Like, oh, we're not from uh, town or whatever. He's like, oh, we're, and then you know, start talking. And then he's like, oh, you got to try this. So that's when he, he gave us the falafels. Um, yeah, it was delicious. It was great. It's definitely, again, one of those things that it's a little bit of an acquired taste. I, I, mean, like, I hadn't eaten in 12 hours, oh, so yeah. <laughs> it was, like, extra amazing. Yeah. Like, I, like at least 12 hours. For so. sure. <laughs> um, yeah, falafel and hummus. It's one of those things that go really well together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... it's I, again, I really should know what it is because it's Mediterranean food and Donairs and shawarma is one of my favorite foods in the world. And I honestly have no idea. Like, I, I knew at one point. I just can't think of the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's um, it was fantastic. So that, anybody going to um, San Francisco, I would say that's at the top of the list. That was in uh, the Mission District, if you're wondering. Yeah. San Francisco. It was like... A little bit east of where, like, all the rainbow flags and shit in the Mission District are. Yeah, it's kind of like our East Hastings with a little public bathroom on the side. I think it gets worse than that, to be honest. But that was, you know, the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were people doing crack on the streets. Oh yeah, that, that, that was actually <laughs> quite that was quite funny to be honest. It was one of those moments that you're we're walking back to our car and now this is a rental car. Um, yeah, I so, don't give a shit about a rental. Yeah, car. I don't really care a shit. We're insured, so we're walking back to the rental car and you know there's some people kind of just like making little comments as we're walking by. I mean, it's uh, white boys over here. Yeah, you know, just pretty much. I mean, it's a uh, heavily um, ethnicized uh, ethnic ethnic. Yeah, there you go. It's a heavily ethnic uh, community, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, um, but like what I find is our, like we have like the gangster style culture kind of a bit, but usually they end up being what, like the white in, gangster in, in Vancouver style? where it's, but it's not really like, I just think when I go to like high school, it's like you have like the Punjabi kind of like, you know, the, the, the people from India, um, the Vietnamese kind of like young kids who think they're cool being gangster, stuff like that. Well, it was kind of weird just because when you think about adults, if you go hop on a Sky Train, like, you're like, yo, man, like, do you really see that on a regular basis in Vancouver? Like, I can't think of a time, like, maybe once in the past, but you go down uh, in the mission. Dis- you're, you're just talking about, like, let me try to picture this. You're talking about, you know, like a 40 year old dude who should have a decent job, but he's wearing like sweatpants with like mud stains and clearly Tattoos, drunk and just like, like, well, I'm not talking about like a homeless person. Like, I'm basically talking yeah, about yeah. like, you know, like the, the West Side, East Side, Bloods, Crips, he's got, he's got like an edge. 
Yeah. Okay. But, but anyways. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, so like, <laughs> usually that's something that's at least around here is copied. Um, you know, like young kids will try to act like that to be cool and tough and all this kind of stuff. But down there, it's you're actually you know the, the, the guys are a little bit older, a little, little bit more intimidating. But you have to you know keep your chin up. But anyways, I don't know where we got distracted with that. So crack. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> And so we, we we rented a we rented a Yoris, and Yaris 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 Canadian pronunciation. I said Yaris in the video. Yaris, what is it? Yaris Yaris? Yaris is like really American, and then Yaris would be kind of a little bit more yeah cultured. So so we're parked um, on the side of the road, and oh my god! By the way, parking is so cheap. It was like a dollar Canadian for half an hour. Yeah. So that was like 75 cents or something like that, US? Yeah. I mean, it's not bad when you consider downtown Vancouver, you're talking about like $5 in an hour and a parkade. But again, though, we weren't like, we were close, very close to downtown, but I'm sure if you get in front of, you know, the Museum of Natural History or whatever it is and all these like the bank buildings and stuff. You're probably going to be paying about the same. But usually, in terms of um, the parking meters, it's usually government run, so the prices don't go up unless you are in private parkades. That's the only thing I've noticed. Now, to be fair, I could be wrong. Sure, I could be for wrong, the streets you're talking about, yeah. But for the yeah. most part, in Vancouver, whether you're in a crappy area or an expensive area, usually if you're paying in a meter, it's pretty much all the same. Um, yeah, but how many meters are there downtown Vancouver? Like, none. Like uh, parallel parking yeah, meters. No, they're, you're probably right. Uh, no, um, there's actually, like, they have... Down um, by the beach, there are some, yeah. But, like, right in the core center where you have, like, the shops, the restaurants, mm-hmm. th- those are all meters. Right, um, okay. But anyways, um, yeah, so we we're back to the the Yoris, Yoris, Yoris. Yeah, you call it the Yoris. Yoris, Fuck it, Yoris, whatever. Yoris, Yoris. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, yeah, we we're going back to our car and, you know, it's just walking by, you know, keeping your head up, just kind of just keep on walking, mind your own business. And then, you know, just somebody just, like, you know, casually just kind of, like, one foot up on, like, a bench or whatever. Like, it was, like, homeless or whatever. Just kind of sitting there. And then I thought I could pass them. And I was thought for a second, like, oh, he's smoking. But no. What is I he then, smoking? I then <laughs> look back and knew he's not smoking anything. He's heating up a glass pipe with a piece of crack in it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and mind you, this is, like, I don't know, 4 or 5 p.m. on oh. a Monday afternoon with... So many people walking around. Oh man, it, it, this is not like a. Like, at least people in Vancouver will go and do their heroin and crack in like alleys. Oh, they'll all go to the alleys. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, like, yeah. you'll see them off in the distance. But like, this is like right in the middle of the sidewalk. Like, there was like a laundromat. I think he was pretty. He was like two block oh. or two st- uh, um, things away from a laundromat. Yeah. Well, how do you think you clean your money? Aha! Uh-huh. Thinking smart. But um, speaking of the Yaris, Yaris. Um, uh, basically, what happened was uh, I'll cover. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll cover that another day in another podcast. Uh, I was uh, I was going to talk about the rental um, shit. I don't oh, know. let's talk about let's talk about Sharkworks a little Sharkworks. bit, right. or, or at least the first kind of like forty eight hours minus. The, we'll get to the rental because yeah. that's a good hundredth uh, episode. Yeah, for that, sure. That, that, like, that would be a funny story, and yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, the um, the, the GT four. Hmm. New Cayman GT4. So we, after, I guess it was our second day there, we rented a car. We went out kind of two hours in the bloody traffic that was... No, to get there, it was only about an hour and a half. Uh, I'm talking about like, well, we were an hour and a half away to where we met up. Oh, to but where then, we met up, But then yeah. before we even started <laughs> filming, that was probably another, what, hour down For, the no, road? It was, it was about 45 minutes, yeah. 
Okay. It was 45. 45? But here's the thing, like, we could have, we met at the outskirts of, like, a suburb city. Yeah. Right? So it would be the equivalent of kind of Langley or, you know, somewhere like that. Um, And we, uh, yeah, basically we met up there, and then we got, we met Alex um, from Sharkworks, and then we got in the GT4. We had no idea what he was going to bring out. It was mixed between three cars. And we agreed on a road. I'm like, I don't know any roads in the area. Obviously, you, like, you guys' shop is, you know, half an hour away from where we met. Give us a road. So he gave us a road, but then right when we started driving, I was assuming we were going to do still shots, you know, five minutes down the road, yeah. find a good lookout. Um, and he's like, no, this isn't the best part yet. Not the best part. No, it's still not the best part. No, no, just a few more corners. And we ended up driving for, yeah, 45 minutes, ripping like hard, and you kept up, you know, surprisingly well in the Yaris. Um, and uh, yeah, that was... So yeah, I mean, an hour and a half plus 45 yeah, definitely over two hours, but uh, I would say, I don't know about you, 100% worth it for the roads alone. I am jealous because... <laughs> because no, they have amazing roads? Like, it, it just to give you like, a little bit of a recap, like we live in Surrey, which is kind of 45 minutes away from Vancouver. We, we have in BC, in my opinion, some of the nicest driving roads in the entire world. In terms of landscape, yeah. Um, and overall Not- road condition, um, uh, you know, I'm now when I say yes, this, I'm yes. talking about like the highways, right? Like I'm like, I'm mainly focusing on the actual main highways that take you far up and away. You know, they're maintained well. You've got some beautiful corners, lots of elevation change, great canyons, backdrop is beautiful. And all this stuff is phenomenal. It, it is very hard to beat traffic but- though. Well, I was just going to say that in order to get there, you're driving at least an hour and a half, two hours before you hit anything half decent. At least. And here, I'm not counting yeah. the Sea to Sky. The Sea to Sky, sure, but that is so overpopulated. It's so much traffic. It's such a pain to film unless you're on a really weird off day. 3 a.m. is the only time you can rip on and it's, yeah, that road. Yeah. So basically, like the best places are kind of on your way to Kamloops, on your way to Kelowna. Um, there's very little traffic. Beautiful, beautiful areas. You go from Hen. Uh, dense forest to snow mountains to desert to you know, there's such a wide variety of uh, climates and um, just uh, elevation changes and swerving and turning corners like it's absolutely phenomenal but no one in their right mind including us would ever want to go and spend two hours on a um, we, we want to spend two hours just to get to the location where we're filming then film for four hours and then drive home because then now like a usual three four hour shoot has just turned into eight hour shoot. Yeah. Now assuming we were in San Francisco, uh, that would be a little bit different because if if we're on the outside of uh, San Francisco, I was just blown away by some of these roads that Sharkworks. His name. His name. Alex. Alex. Um, Alex. Alex Ross. Yeah, Alex from Ross. Um, a, a couple uh, nicknamed Sharky. That's his nickname. Yeah. So, like, some of the roads, and it's it was absolutely incredible as we were driving them. A little bit scary at some points because, uh, the, like, some of the roads get pretty narrow, so you lose the line. So, if you're ripping along that road, and it almost happened to us once, actually, on the way back with a truck, you have to be pretty careful and with cyclists and everything like that. But the thing that surprised me the most was when we made it to the very top. Not only was there an observatory, there was like and four. that was even further. So we drove for forty five minutes. Yeah. On this, by the way, the, like the road we were on, I'm I'm tempted to say it, but I'm not going to. Um, but the road we were on, just to compare it quickly to like the BC roads, 
all the good roads that you're talking about going up to the Okanagan, for the most part, aren't nearly this tight. Like, this was second and third gear corners. Yeah. Versus, you know, going to the Okanagan's, like, fourth gear going, like, 160. If you're going to push your car to the limits. complete hairpins. They're not all hair. Well, the mountain the well, mountain road was pretty much hairpin after hairpin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but it was another forty five minutes at least up to the mountain from one, there. Once we made it to the top, that is when it really just blew me away because all that all you could see is you thought that road was awesome. Yeah. Well, there's eight more right down there, and then beautiful thing is is that none of them merge. So there's only one way you know to get onto this road and one way to get off. So. You don't have intersections. You don't have traffic and stuff like that. It's very, very quiet. Uh, other than cell reception, which was a little bit of an unnerving, um, yeah, in just in the sense that if you are in a modified car, breaks down. You know, you have to get a tow truck, which happened to us in the in the past with people's heavily modified Skyline right, stuff but, like that. But we had a rental car, so that's not really an oh, issue at all, for sure. But. Yeah. Again, ju- I'm just saying that getting stranded there is very easy to, uh, you know, it could quite easily yeah. happen, and yeah. you, you, you would be there for a long, long you, we, time. We probably, in the first hour of actually shooting, we probably saw one car. In, no. In the, in the, no, I was going to say in the total, like, four to five hours that we were filming, I'd say we saw, you know, 10 to 12 cars total in probably four or five hours. Like, what, probably one car an hour, two cars an hour, I would the, say. I, I, yeah, there's not enough to say. Like, I wouldn't even... Yeah. like There was not uh, much no, traffic. No, like, there was you nothing. did not have to worry about traffic. You did not have to worry about cops. What The only two cops, I don't know about you, but that I saw the entire four days we were in San Francisco... They weren't on that road. They were where the crack smokers were. That's the downtown and in the Mission District. No, no, I no, saw no. three, two or three cops. When we were driving back after we got off that, that long road, there was a cop behind us or beside us, and then we there oh there was, and then we saw a motorcycle cop have someone pulled over on the freeway going yeah, back. Yeah, and then there was I did see two cops right outside our hotel, like on the curb outside our hotel, uh, and they had three people in handcuffs. Uh, and really? The trunk. Yeah, you were asleep on the. It was the right when we got there. Like like people from our hotel? That no, were- no, no, not people from our hotel. It was like right in the business park, like right around the corner. Oh, okay. Within walking, it was like just after yeah. the second speed bump or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, you do not have to worry about cops out there. Uh, but it's the, strange. It's really strange to be honest. There's like, there's too much land and not enough police officers yeah, to cover it. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like the roads are. Like, why do they need to be out there? I, I don't know. And to be fair, we were only there and driving around for two days, right? Like, by yourself. And so, of course, we were dur- there during a week after a long weekend. So there is a chance that, you know, the cop presence was on the low side because, you know, they, you know, put everybody up for the weekend, having them work long days. But I was surprised at the lack of police presence in San Francisco. To be honest, like, I, you have four-lane highways, people going fast, um... You know, a lot of people, like a lot of lot of people. We didn't. I didn't. I. I mean, I didn't see any crazy speeding at all. No, on, on the freeways. No, but you would think that if you're a cop, uh, uh, you know, that would be a perfect place. They just to make s- money. S- yeah. sit there and write sure. tickets. Yeah. Right. Like we did see that one motorcycle guy. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But anyways, it's um yeah, it, it's a nice city. Um, had some beautiful weather. A lot of smoke. 
um, at least on the first day, uh, uh, but that kind of went away. But yeah, we are filming this GT4, and yeah, it was just perfect. It was a beautiful day, beautiful road. Um, the car itself was a beast; like it handled itself so nicely, no overheating issues. I actually got a chance to get behind the wheel of that, which was quite the experience. I think that was, in terms of an actual manual car. That was by far the nicest manual car you have ever driven. I'm just going to put that yeah, statement ma- out there. Manual car? Yeah. Oh, no. For sure. For sure. Um, for sure. For, for a manual. Sharkworks GT4. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not going to include um, the, uh, the, the, what's it called? The PDK. I'm talking about actual manual cars. What PDK did you drive? Um, the i8. No, PDK is Porsche. Is Porsche's transmission. What, what do you call paddle shifters? It depends on the transmission. That you call those paddle shifters. The things you touch are paddle shifters. Okay, with paddle shifters. So, so like with manual matic? No, just auto. It's an auto. It's either auto or manual. That's how okay. if you're if you're in the car world, it's either an auto or manual. Okay. It, it either doesn't have three pedals or it has three pedals. Right. That's the big differentiating. Okay. Of course, there's dual clutch. Right. And there's Ulrich's car, which is... But uh, you can still have paddle shifters without dual clutch. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. So, yeah, um, in terms of manual car, by far the nicest one I've ever driven. Um, now, uh, like, for me, again, like, I've driven a number of manual cars before, but generally it tends to be, like, friends that either have old trucks or something like that, um, where the shifter is... There's a lot of room. Uh, like, there's a lot of movement. Um Personally, I found it difficult. Like, it, it took me a little bit. I ended up getting the hang of it, uh, not flawlessly by any means, but just because with this car, um, reverse was up to the left, and it had six speeds. Yeah, six six speed. Yeah. So usually, like I'm used to cars that's a five speed with the reverse is always either on. It's either in that right same spot or yeah, sorry, um, right or down for Japanese and up and left for European most of the time. But the ones that I've driven in the past, you have to push in the um, the, the shifter right. Like it does almost like a pressure switch. You push in or and you, then yeah. move and then you move it over. So like. It was weird because, again, like I'm used to like um, the manual cars that I've driven. I'm used to sitting down, you know, up. Sorry, sorry. Um, straight up is third, um, fourth, fifth, and then. But in this case, because the um, the, the reverse is up to the left, uh, f- straight up is first, then down second, then third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. So well, no, straight up is still third. It the gear shifter, if you let it go, still rests in the middle of the gate. In between third and fourth, I'm trying to remember now. And there's a, there's oh, a, okay, no, yeah, so, yeah, okay. What, what it, it meant naturally to say was, rests there in the same spot. Yeah, so, so what I'm, um, I'm trying to, yeah, again, I, I'm not, I don't have nearly as much experience as Marcus driving manual cars, but usually when you want to go into first, you can push it to the, um, push it to the left and go straight up. Yeah. Now this is a short shifter, so if you do that, you're in reverse. Uh, if you if you do it with force, yeah. If oh, you just if you just get in the car and push it to the left and up, you're in first. But what I'm trying to say is that it's so short that it's like I I just it took me a bit. Uh, if you're not if you're not used to it, absolutely, yeah. 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 It, yeah. It, it was short, and then the weirdest thing is that it was for me at least on a little bit of a weird angle. Like it was higher up, like versus your car, you're kind of a little bit lower. This one's on up on an angle a little bit and slightly slanted. So it it took a bit to kind of you know get all the gears and. 
uh, I love short um, shifters. Like I have no problem driving your car. Um, but for whatever reason, that, I guess maybe it was the extra gear. Maybe it was the, mm-hmm. the reverse placement. It just took me a bit to kind of really make sure that I got everything in the right place. And being a car of that uh, that caliber, I didn't want to mess anything up by any means. So I was definitely taking it cautious. But um, anyways, it was like once I was going, it was fine. Um, That's, I was just just to say about the transmission. That yeah. is every single shoot we go on for me. Yeah. Every single new car I get in is not my car. Sometimes, like the Audi. First of all, Audis, that's a whole other thing. We filmed this Audi recently. Audis and VWs have shit shifters. They feel terrible uh, for the most part. Uh, that comes with big caveats, but we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah, just basically, like, you know, every time I get into a car, it's the exact, I have pretty much the exact same feeling. You know, like placements sometimes are way lower down and yeah. they feel like jello at first. I'm like, okay, where's the clutch pickup? And yeah. Things they all they're all kind of weird. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, like again, it, it takes a little bit of practice. Um, but honestly, like the craziest thing about that car was that I was able to do the majority of the driving in second. Like the second gear is so long. Uh, I didn't. I think I made it to. I don't think I made it to fourth. I probably just made it to like third just because we're going uphill when I was driving and there's no way that you're going that fast because second carries you for the majority of it. Um, but yeah, no, like really nice feeling shifter, really short. Um, so again, like you were saying, it, it does take a little bit of kind of muscle memory to know and be confident that when you throw it in a gear, you're not having to look and to see if you messed up or not, right? You have those extra notches, which, you know, again, for me, add a little bit of a difficulty there. But by far, not the hardest um, shifter, I would say, that I've ever used. Um, the hardest one, I, it, it, was, it was a learning curve, but it was reliable and that's what i liked what the shifter i really didn't like was on a car we released um uh frequent or we released um recently which was the pulsar the pulsar had a sloppy shifter and it was it, it was kind of like horrifying because you want to kind of drive it hard but at the same time, it was so loose. There was so much movement. It was so just, like, worn in. I, I read some comments and some things about that, and it may have been Bush. It may have been that particular car made a little bit worn, like you said, you know, whether it be bushings or uh, gear oil that needs to be changed or whatever else. Because um, people were saying that it's better. But, yeah, in the Pulsar, it was like, I don't know how many times I missed third in 24 hours. Like, I missed it a lot. Yeah. And every pretty much every other car I film, maybe maybe if it's bad, I'll miss a gear once. Yeah, maybe right. But. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of sloppy. And then I would say the hardest clutch um, I've ever tried was when we were filming the VW. Was it like the first gen Jetta out in? Yeah, with the GLI swap. That was that was a very tough clutch. That was yeah. either, but like that was like a switch that was either on or off. Yep. Right? There's no ride in the clutch. There's the, yeah. Yeah, no, it was pr- it was pretty much an on and off. That was probably you know top kind of three or four. Yeah, you know grabby clutches that I felt. But say I almost want to again. I'm looking at a, getting a new car in the next little bit, and I, I almost want to go and get something that is um, you know even go get like a new. Just have like a like really crappy cheap uh, manual car, but just switch out the shifters every once in a while. Just try different ones. Just kind of like mm-hmm. you know you know get some experience there, but. Um, did you ever, you drove Eric's um, nineteen seventy four VW? No. no, oh no, the VW, the, 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 the yeah, the West yeah, Australia. That yeah. that thing was 
absolutely hilarious and i found it super frustrating and you never want to be angry in that car because so much finesse required the shifter is so long it's so thin and like you are literally having to lightly push it in if you do it too hard you will break that thing so fast yeah but anyways back to the uh the the gt4 i thought it was an actual awesome car he did a great job um the re-gearing like i haven't had any experience in the past with re-geared cars yeah um um, and I thought that was super cool. Um, the guy's super knowledgeable from um, the UK, actually. He came over here in 1999. Uh, the game two, designer. Yeah, yeah, no. He used to be a game designer. The two head main guys at Sharkworks uh, are both not American. And they run one of the biggest uh, American Porsche tuning companies, which is awesome. That's honestly, it's just a story of the American dream from, you know, over in Europe. People, yeah. Immigrants coming here. That's ba- that is the American dream, really. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, he's a super nice guy. Um, if you need anything for your Porsche or anything like that, I highly recommend looking him up. Um, super knowledgeable, and it's interesting kind of even listening to his story, how he got involved with that. Um, but, yeah, so the Cayman, that was a whole bunch of fun. Um, he has some other really cool cars that you know, I would love to get behind the wheel of, uh, hopefully after a little bit more experience. But it's uh, really, really cool. Yeah, no, the the GT4 was a car um, that I've been curious about for a long time because that came out, uh, you know, when we before the luxury supercar show two years ago, how we had that uh, pre kind of event party thing at the Inform Furniture Gallery. There was the first ever Porsche came in GT4 I saw was outside that event. Okay. And that was like, whoa, there's a GT4, right? Okay, now I finally saw one on the streets of Vancouver. And so now, to actually, like, this is pretty quick to be able to drive one. And uh, a Sharkworks one, nonetheless. And, I mean, Sharkworks, if you guys don't know, I mean, they've been on, uh, like, um, Alex has been on Jay Leno's Garage multiple times. Uh, he's been on The Smoking Tire. Um, he's good friends with Magnus Walker, and they've all driven those cars as well. Um, so, basically, when we got in touch and he was like, okay... This is the road. Well, at first he was like, "Okay, what car do you want to drive?" And I'm like, "Well, um, GT3 4.1 because that's they, they take a GT3 uh, or a GT3 RS actually 997 GT3 RS 911 and they stroke it, they bore it, and they do everything. They actually physically take the engine and make it from a 3.6 or a 3.8 to a 4.1, and they add whatever how much horsepower, and it's got like 540 at the wheels." So that initially, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be insane. And then we picked the road, and then it's like, I don't know, it's a little bit too much road or car for the road. And at first, it's like, I was kind of inside, I'm like, huh, right? But then when we get to the Cayman, I'm like, once I see the car in person, the GT4, it's definitely not as striking in person as a 911, no, but I was still very excited. I mean, it's it's got wheels, it's got uh, risers on the wing, um, and after driving the road, I was like, no, this this is the car for this road. That car, <laughs> that was too much car for that road. You were. You, in, I, in I terms don't think of, it was too ter- much. And when I say I it, it it's too much. too much, I'm saying that you never use the entire power of that car on that road. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was go, I was full go, throttle going uphill. Yeah. Watch the video. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. Not for very long. Oh no. It's like, like these are tight corners. I mean, like going downhill. Like you know, you could have almost done it in a Honda Beat. <laughs> like you know, it's like th- these are oh, tight. Yeah. And I'm not talking about um, where we actually did the main strip, right? Like, no, there I know. Was, yeah. It was after you started climbing up the hill to the observatory. The observ- after the construction. After the construction, yes. yeah, yeah, no, that was that was 
in the video, I was in second gear for a lot of it. Like, I pretty much didn't change for a lot of it. But there were sections where I could floor it in second, right coming out of a corner, get into third, floor it for another, like, one Mississippi. And then I'm off again, hard on the brakes, back yeah. into second, right? But it was, honestly, I just went into third to shift back down into second because it has auto rev matching. So normally, I have to take, put my foot in, on the clutch and then blip the throttle and try to aim it so it matches when I downshift or whatever. And that's kind of fun. Uh, but in, you know, new Corvettes and this G GT4 came in. It's the it's the weirdest thing. I mean, when I, you would have felt it when you shifted if it was in sport mode, right? And then you just shift down and it automatically blips the throttle up. Yeah, and it's got a really loud exhaust on it, so obviously you're hearing all that. Um, yeah. Now I'd say it's definitely not as striking as the again, like you said, like the 911 or the like GT3 RS. No. Um, but that being said, um, I'm not a big Porsche guy in terms of I think that the cars look too similar and in overall like i'm a big fan of what they do i'm a big fan of the performance reliability like so many things about them but the thing that bugs me the most is that from the 918 to the boxster i I'm, people are porsche fans are going to hate me for saying this but they look way too similar they don't stand out enough like of course if okay. you put, if you of course if you put one side by side you obviously know there's a no, difference the 918 and the boxster even in pictures don't look anything alike i'll give you you, I will give you the the Cayman and the Boxster, and even the GT4 and a 911. Yeah, they look kind of similar, and even like the nine or the 918 and a GT3 RS. Yeah, but like a Boxster and a 918, no, <laughs> yeah, but, no, dude. Okay, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> but that being said, all the cars look so similar. But you know what I found really cool about this shoot was that I, I'm like you know, and that's why I'm usually against Porsche for that reason. But yeah, after doing, after filming that car, after driving the car, after you know uh, working around it, it made me appreciate the subtleties that Porsche has to offer, so to speak. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, like you know, it, it's definitely not as raw as the GT3 RS. Um, it definitely doesn't have that like holy shit. Like I mean, don't it, get me wrong, it does, but like it doesn't have that like. I think I just shit myself, kind of like... It's not a scary car. Yeah. And that fear factor, I think, is one thing that separates it um, like a, quite a bit from the GT3 RS. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like going from the, I would say, Dwayne's Mark III Supra to... Uh, uh, I don't know. A like, stock one. No, not, no, a, stock not, one. not a stock one. But, like, <laughs> no. you know, Dwayne's car was, like, like you said, a holy shit car. Um, and Still to this day, scariest car I've ever driven. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's, I mean, there are depth. The Super we filmed yeah, recently was also very scary. That video was coming. That was a that was a freaky freaking car uh but Dwayne's car just i i just don't oh man okay i you know i agree with you and like in one in the sense that i found it to be now this isn't the right word but unstable right like you are flooring it everything is shaking you you you're trem you're trembling behind the wheel Whereas when we filmed the what, what would it be the um, R thirty four for when we did the the blue one uh, yeah, going, yeah, up, yeah. going up Cypress and that one you feel the G force you feel it kick you back but you feel in control. All, find... all, also, the the big difference there, Grayson, was where we shot the Mark three Supra. 
terrible roads, all cracking on the sides and everything. Yeah. And then when you go up Cyprus, you're in the city. It's smooth. Now... That's um, on, on it. Yeah, honestly, I would say that's fifty percent of it. The other fifty is the GTO's all-wheel drive system. I'd give that's you. Tw- I'd give you twenty-five. No, because 40, w- 40. Where, where I was uh, in the car for the R34, we were out. We don't say where we are, but we were in Mexico, a different place. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like the roads aren't pristine there by any means. Now, no. of course, out there, like the roads conditions maybe are not as good, but it's not that much worse. Mm-hmm. I just found that again, um, having all-wheel drive. You are in control. You are feeling the grip. And yes, you wouldn't want to whip the wheel and flip the car, but you still you don't have that fear factor. And that fear factor is not necessarily a good thing. It's a fun thing to experience. But I think that fear factor also just shows that like the car just ne- not necessarily handled power safely. I don't know. Safely, no, but that is what makes it scary. And, like, to me, I mean, 800-wheel horsepower rear-wheel drive front-engine cars, I would. I don't think I would ever build a car to that level in a front-engine rear-wheel drive, uh, uh, you know, category, I guess you could say, or to that level, if it was kind of before all this driver aids, you know. If it was a modern 911, heck yeah, I'd have 800-wheel horsepower. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. But at the same time, I can definitely see where all these owners are coming from, including Dwayne and all these other super guys. They're all chasing that. They, they, they don't hit full throttle every day or every weekend even. They hit full throttle maybe once or twice every couple weeks, you know. It, it's, a, it's an event, right? Whereas if you have an all-wheel drive, big turbo, maybe four or 500-wheel horsepower car, on your commute, maybe you can do a couple passes, and you could feel the G's full throttle, but it's more of a... I don't know. It's more accessible yeah. in an all-wheel drive car. I feel like, but yeah. Anyways, GT4. It doesn't have. It doesn't have that holy shit moment. <laughs> no, um, I, but I found it very well balanced. To be honest, um, yeah, I found yeah. it like they did a great job overall. It was very stable, handled great. Uh, the suspension, like the road we were on, was not. Like, you know, we had cattle guards. We had all this like obstructions in the way, and I. Uh, we we never bottomed out. We never no. um, like when at least when I was driving, it felt very planted um, as you would expect with um, with a Porsche. But at the same time, like the suspension is one one of the things that he said he did not change anything no. on it because it was perfect. And I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. It wasn't an uncomfortable ride. I, I of course it wasn't like a Rolls Royce or like a Bentley. But in terms of overall, just you know comfort, I could do I could drive that road for hours uh, it was, without yeah, w- yeah. without the suspension making me sick or you know anything like that it wasn't a, it wasn't hitting every bump and you're shaking all over uh, a very balanced car that's basically what i would describe it as yeah i think balance is the number one thing yeah not only in well you know when we when we did the still shots we pulled over to this ranch in front of this ranch um where we did still shots, and there's basically just, you know, fields of golden whatever, wheat or hay or whatever the heck it was, grass, um, and just kind of, like, roll... We're kind of in a valley or whatever, and there's a couple straightaways, and Alex is like, okay, these are kind of the two best straightaways, so just before we head up the mountain and do the full review, definitely, you know, roll through second, third, fourth gears. Um, So on this, I went down, and I came back this other road, and you'll see it in the video. I thought on this bump it was going to, like, bottom out, uh, and like Grayson was saying, when you're going up the mountain, second gear seems to be, you know, it seems to last forever because you're never having to get out of it. 
once you go into third, it's not once you actually get into third that you realize how short, like how much, I have a different stock one, obviously, to compare, but how quickly, because like once you're in a third, you're immediately in a fourth. If you're a full, it's just like third, boom, fourth, okay, and then I found myself going into fifth, and I'm like, whoa. Um, And then, yeah, on that specific road, probably, I think, I got to clarify in the video, because I wasn't like eyes glued to the speedometer, but I hit around 12 miles an hour on that straight. And wow. I, I did not mean to go 12 miles an hour. I was going to... focusing on the shifting and just no idea what's happening with the speedometer. Yeah. Yeah. I, di- I didn't even notice and until I went over a, a hump in the road that, you know, any other car probably would have got air off of. Um, <laughs> but I didn't bottom out. Wasn't scary at all. Came, you know, settled right back down and continued driving. Yeah. The balance. Yeah. It's very balanced. And the grip was there was so much grip on that road like i pushed myself as someone driving a sharkworks gt4 that is not mine and i can't afford to pay for um in that mindset driving it i was pushing my personal boundaries and i i pushed them basically to what i was most comfortable with doing on that road pushing the car and the car could take more like absolutely I was I think again I think he did um, a great job I think that is a beautiful daily driver I, yeah, I, I, you could yeah. easily drive that that's in more than enough power to you know pass somebody on the highway to maintain a fun speed uh, well, that's like same, four, sorry 420 or 430 horsepower I think it was. something like that yeah, yeah just anyways yeah. Just for the- so uh, yeah it definitely didn't break 500 I thought it was in high threes no uh, to the wheels, yes. Oh, to the wheels. To the okay. wheels, yeah. 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 So, yeah, you know, it's a 400-horsepower car, um, and it's, you know, you're, you're not, like, for a daily commuter, it's, I'm assuming it's pretty good on gas, like, it's uh, with with a six-speed um, on on the highway, like, it can't be that bad. On the highway, I didn't ask him, but through the chute, it was gulping fuel like no tomorrow. We, we went through three-quarters of a tank. Yeah, but at the same time, no. But we even were, like even he commented on it. He was like, "Wow, it's like it's it's guzzling fuel." But like, <laughs> but honestly, like I was like I was blown away by the little amount of fuel that we used. But when you think about the type of driving and where we were driving, yeah, right. So let's say theoretically he filled it up before he met up with us. He well, did. Yeah. Okay, so let's yeah. say he filled it up. Yeah, so he did. So he drove, let's say, forty-five minutes to meet up with, with us. And then for the next hour, uh, actually getting to the location, let's say the next 45 minutes to an hour down this road, you were not going slow. No, he, he was he, – I've yeah, he was going pretty quick. And yeah. then once you got there, um, after the still shots and everything like that, we went up and down a massive – it was – I wouldn't say massive, but that was a – what half an hour, forty five minutes? Like at the base, booking of, it booking to the top. It, yeah, yeah. So that was a like you have to think about the type of driving you're do, doing. You're going uphill, and we like, did that up and down at least twice, and all in second gear. And yeah. you, and we were looking for the the cracks, the pops, the you know all, all that stuff. So uh, I, I'm I think again I don't. That's the only air, the only time I've ever driven that car. I've never filled up that car with gas. But the only time I've ever driven it was at that one shoot. So I can't really um, compare to how the dry, um, highway driving is. But comparing to like driving that on the highway versus a GT3 RS, I'm going to say that that's probably going to get quite a bit better fuel efficiency. Uh, yeah, I would assume so. It's, I think it's a little bit lighter, too, which helps. It's smaller. Yeah. Know? But, um, of course, you don't buy these cars for fuel efficiency. No. But as a daily driver, I think that it is 
Uh, it's not too loud uh, in terms of you're not going to wake up the neighborhood. You, that doesn't drone at all? No, you can still have fun. Uh, like I said, it was extremely comfortable. Suspension was awesome. And you know what? Like, it, it's a decent amount of room. Like, you know, you're not cramped in. Like, for a Porsche, like, you're not cramped in there. Like The, you, the seats are amazing, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. It's the same seats as the GT3 RS and 918. It's cool that Porsche does that for all the top models in their range you know like the top the 918 has it the top 911s have it and the kind of base ones have it as an option if you really want to pay and then the gt4 it's standard like you get those carbon full carbon fiber seats and it has thank god an emblem you mean well the the seats on the on the hood on the oh like a real emblem oh my god (laughs) i almost lost my mind i i like we're filming the gt3 rs and we go out there It's a fucking sticker. Welcome to the supercar world, No, it's literally a sticker. These people are crazy. Ferraris, Lamborghinis. You want to see a Ferrari? They have stickers on them, some of them too. Scuderia, if you want to... Scuderia, buy a 300,000 Ferrari. It's got a sticker on it too. I... I I, I don't... Oh my god. Yep. I would lose my mind if somebody tried to sell me that car. Even if I wanted to go and buy a Ferrari and then they pulled the Ferrari out in the lot and there's a sticker on there. Here's the thing, though. I get it on the Ferrari Scuderias because those are – some of them have half – well, the GT3 RS had a half cage in it too. But yeah. they are it's – a, it's a track car. Okay, yes. Right. This, I'm not talking about like an actual car made for – like, of course, The GT3 made, RS is made for the track. It's made for the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of yeah. stuff. But this is not a – It's a street track. car. It's a street car. It is a street yeah. car. Yeah. So like, I kind of like – it. same with – the uh, the GT4 um, the handles um, the oh I love those the, you know just super cool because it is it's classy it's clean it, it has a nice kind of color to it but at the same time it really gives you that luxury ish but uh, that same that track feel in a it's, in a street yeah. car you know what I mean it's that it's just that little detail that you, you wouldn't really think twice about it but it really kind of gives you that extra like oomph to the car to kind of really show you where it came from um but and thankfully yeah. it had an emblem on the front um i don't know what you thought about his wheel setup um he had two different wheels on the, the on this car and that's probably my only complaint um now i understand well i don't understand because i don't really know what he's talking about but um Initially, it was based around, I guess, like the older retro cars that had um, different wheels in the front and the back and like stock wheels in the back or something like that. And he wanted to I, reverse. Yeah. He, he explained it. And I was like, oh, OK, so it's like a, it's a vintage it's racing thing. It's intentional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I personally, I thought it just kind of took away from it a bit. Um, I think that there would be a good combo um, somewhere. I think you could do that with that car and make it look good. It's just the two ones that he chose, I think, are just – I just didn't – I think it was the back ones. You, you guys will see it in the Did video Did you not here. like the rear ones? I'd, ha- I'd have to look it up to refresh my memory. I have a picture. Because the rear ones are a collaboration between – I think the brand is 5152 and Magnus Walker, who's like you know one of the big Porsche fanatics. And I remember Magnus Walker and Alex got together and basically – uh, Magnus took the car for a month or whatever to borrow, and f- for a lot of the pictures on uh, his Instagram, they ha- he has all four wheels are the rear ones, the Magnus Walker, and then the fronts were stock in the video. Um, but here I'll just show you the picture. I mean, it's it's the rear ones even like when he had all fours on them, it's very hit and miss. Like some people in the comments were um, like on his photos or whatever, were like wow, that's disgusting, <laughs> and then other people were like, oh, I you know I kind of kind of get where it's coming from. Um, here, where's a good photo? That's a good photo. 
setting up the shot. Yeah. So, yeah, the fronts are stock and the rears are the Magnus Walker wheels. In pretty much the same colors the car just matte. See, honestly, that's what I kind of like about them. I just find them to be a little bit... Now, like, f- like when I say fat, I'm not talking about the overall wheels being fat. It's just the detailing on it, I find to be a little bit fat. I generally like more of a sleek, sharp, um, streamlined design, whereas that's a little bit... Like, maybe if the actual rim of it was not quite as thick... Right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Again, it's something that I guess can grow on you. I mean, like, this is the second or third time I've looked at it now, and it definitely stands out. It just, you know, I don't know. I just. <laughs> it's so hard because I'm gonna, I was about to say I'm going to sit here and say that I would never do that, and, you know, I think that kind of looked bad. And honestly, personally, I probably wouldn't. But, like, now that I'm looking at it, like, it's. I, I'm excited to hear. We should do a poll on what people think of that. We should absolutely do that. Because out of absolutely. anything else, I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say. Because honestly, like I've been, as you can tell, all over the board on that one. Um, so, yeah, basically. Do you, do you want to do a poll on the mixed match wheel setups you're saying? Or just if the car had those rear aftermarket wheels? Because I think the majority I, of people are going to not understand the mixed match and be like, no, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I think we should do that specific mix match. Yeah. I think we should do mix match. I could do like a three-parter. Okay? So those wheels, do you like those wheels? Yeah. My answer is yes, absolutely. Um, th- that specific setup for a mismatch. So if that was your car, if, like, you know, color's the same. Do you like that? Yes or no? And then finally... Is there a mismatch or mix match um, set that you would prefer, or like, do you like it? Would you ever do it, or have everything the same? Right, right. I'd be interested to hear, um, hear people's opinion, and that would at least go into a little bit more detail. Oh no, absolutely. Um, and uh, what the last, basically the last modification um, that uh, Sharky Alex from Sharkworks did uh, was, yeah, or I guess I kind of mentioned it. Um, he raised the rear wing, so stock the rear wing. If you look in the rear view mirror. Uh, one second, I'm just about to read this brand here. Um, if you look in the rear view mirror, the wing is directly in the middle of the rear view line of sight. So it's basically your rear visibility is, you know, compromised. Um, so he's raised it up, and when you look back, it's just above. Right. Um, and it was actually done by a company called Evo MSIT no, from um, Canada. Canadian now, company. does that help? Oh, man, that actually looks really nice. Like, Oh, yeah, no, for downforce, absolutely. I, I remember yeah. him saying that, but I had nothing to compare it to. to like, And you, and you see that little, ones. like, kind of duck uh, kind of... Yeah, the duck bill. The, yeah, on the back, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's stock. He may have put in kind of an extension on it, but that would also drastically help with downforce and cooling as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, but... Came in yeah. GT4, honestly, all all I could ever dreamed it would be. The in, like Porsche has the interior of that car nailed down. There is not a single button on the steering wheel. Zero buttons on the steering wheel. It is just three pedals. Clutch is super easy. Shifter, probably one of the best I've felt. Uh, the seats are awesome. Carbon fiber. You're not going anywhere. Uh, and it's... It's you know it's compact on the inside, uh, great visibility, and you're one with the car. You're absolutely you're you are in the car. You're sitting in the car, uh, and it's it kind of just wraps around you. See, I and, don't, it, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> I, I don't think so that good. I would be as big a fan of the exterior of this car if it wasn't for the raised wing. 
Right. Because I personally think I'm I'm imagining it now if the wing was stock and I think it would be too rounded. Now to be fair, the photo I'm looking at, um I'm setting up the camera and blocking kind of the Yeah, the, it's, the top it's a roof. bad angle. <laughs> but that being said, like that wing, that extended wing kind of adds that sharpness to it that I think it's missing um from the stock one, but No, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah. Honestly, shout out to Sharkworks and uh, thank you so much. Well, uh, and all set up. He it was ama- amazing. Yeah, he, amazing he, day. He also uh, set us up with uh, some t-shirts, hats. So thanks again. We really appreciate it. Thank you for letting me drive your car. That was like that was a blast. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but no I told him we did have a podcast. Yeah, so he might check it out. Um, yeah, Alex is just an awesome dude. Like, yeah. usually when you get... A, like, very professionally, you can tell he's done this a million times before with, you know, a million people. Um, and I feel like, yeah, once he got... Once we got out there and started shooting, you know, we all kind of just got into... We all kind of knew the flow of things, right? And then it just made everybody super comfortable and, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a crazy time. Uh, hopefully we didn't take up too much of your time, Alex. That's a stock GT4 wing. And I agree it's too low. Just, for, just from an aesthetic point of view. Like... Yeah. That that is also a better angle though, but I definitely I like especially it being gray, um, the or the silver one uh, that we filmed. It's yeah, like I think I like that one really better. But um, yeah, so we should wrap things up here absolutely um, quickly. But we have, like we said before, this weekend or next weekend possibly our episode one hundred that is going to be coming out. Heck yeah! Now we've been away from our podcast. Stop. We haven't been doing our podcast thing recently, so we're getting back into the things now. So we'd love your questions, love your input. Um, it kind of always helps direct a podcast, and um, it allows us to socialize with you guys and get to know our audience a little bit more. So yeah, please send us questions. Um, Andrew, where are you? Where are you, Andrew? <laughs> Um, it's like calling off the edge of the Grand Canyon, Grayson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, again, um, check back with us next week where we will have um, episode 100, and I'm very excited for that. It might be a little bit sloppy, but um, it, it'll be a very interesting event, and we'll go over everything that we did in San Francisco. Uh, I'm not going to touch on why we were there initially, but let me just put it this way. We didn't just go down there to film the GT4 it was, that was a byproduct. That, that was a byproduct. Yeah. So stay tuned. Make sure you guys check back with us next week and send us questions, please. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, I, we just wanted to get out of the way, I guess, for this episode. The, you know, the technical, just the GT4 shoot, you know. Yeah. We talked about it. Uh, and, yeah, next time we'll uh, chat about the rest of the trip. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later.